and welcome to episode 11 of the Teach Computing podcast, the show that focuses on teaching and learning in the computing classroom. This month sees the launch of the Teach Computing curriculum, so we thought it was a good opportunity to sit down and talk to the authors of the curriculum and some of the teachers using the materials. We've recorded two versions of this episode, one focusing on the secondary content and one focused on the teaching materials for primary teachers. This episode is aimed at secondary teachers. If that's not the episode you want, return to the podcast feed where you'll find another episode 11. Later, we'll hear from some teachers who are using the teaching materials in their classroom already. We'll also hear from some of the authors behind the content. But first, I started by talking to Carrie-Anne Philbin from the Raspberry Pi Foundation, who's been leading this work over the past 18 months. So Carrie-Anne, we, um, we spoke a little while ago about um, the curriculum materials that are being generated by, by Raspberry Pi. And I thought it'd be a good opportunity to sit down with you again and just find out a bit more about the project, where we've got to, um, and so on. So, so how, how are you, Carrie-Anne? Well, we are reaching the most exciting phase of the project in that we have almost written, we're so close, this week we'll have almost written the entire teach computing curriculum, and that's 500 lessons. And I was thinking the other day, what does 500 lessons actually look like? It's always really hard to talk to people what that looks like in terms of documents. Um, So I did a quick tally, and we've worked out there's roughly around 3,000 files in our curriculum. 3,000 files is roughly around 40 files per unit, and there are 69 units in total. I mean, it's just a crazy, crazy amount of work and such a huge achievement on behalf of all of the teachers who have contributed to this amazing body of work. That is, it's a phenomenal achievement. And I'm think, thinking back to my early teaching days when everything was on my shelf in ring binders. How many ring binders would you say this is going to fill? Well, I, I'm, I'm too worried about the trees to count the ring binders, James. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, this all lives online. So <laughs> yeah. it's a significant amount of content out there. It's, 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 and I think it is, it's fair to say that this is the first time that something like this on this scale and with this amount of um rigor and support built into it has been kind of attempted really yeah i mean since the introduction of the computing curriculum in 2014 i'd say this is the first time there's been such a complete comprehensive collection of materials going from key stage one all the way through key stage four and i think that is what is really exciting about it it's progression all the way through it means secondary we're able to look at what the primary team were doing and primary we're able to look at what the secondary team were doing and really make sure that the that they were providing the building blocks for secondary and that secondary were picking up the baton from primary to continue the great work and that's that's just phenomenal it is and yeah the amount of work that's gone in behind the scenes and we're going to speak to some of the individual team members um through this episode but while I've got you here talking what's the if you look back on the last what 18 months what has been something that you've either been particularly proud of or something that you think is a real achievement as part of this work um well I think first and foremost that we're able to actually uh, meet the, the scary deadline that was looming you know not very long ago someone had said to you you need to create an entire curriculum of that many documents in 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 18 months, you'd think, blimey, there's no way I could do that. Um, So I think 
just that we were able to achieve that is something I'm immensely proud of. It's not really my achievement. You know, I'm speaking on behalf of a group of people who have achieved this. And it's through their expertise, their enthusiasm, uh, their commitment to the project that we're able to be at this point. I mean, I have a lot more grey hairs than when I started. And that's nothing to do with my age, I swear. It is <laughs> purely this project. We'll make sure we include Carrie Ann's age in the show notes for those that aren't. Uh, <laughs> um, and um, I had another question. What was I going to ask? Oh, and so like you know, there'll be there'll be a bunch of teachers that are listening to this podcast now. What is it that you hope that those teachers can take away from this this piece of work that we've achieved? Um, what what do you hope it does for them? What I hope is it 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 lightens their workload. Um, I think. For some teachers who have been teaching computing for a long time, uh, they will be fully skilled. You know, they will have taken the computer science accelerator course and passed in flying colors. And I have no doubt that they already have amazing computing lessons. Maybe for that group, it's just to show um, some of the, mo the new emerging pedagogies uh, that we have based this on. Maybe that might be a, a new... Uh, insight for them and their teaching. So maybe they'll be able to pull that out from, from the materials. Maybe it's someone who is completely new to computing uh, and just, you know, wants to see what's out there and what's available to help them get started. That's there. Um, I think if you're a primary teacher um, and, and you've had a lot of training around programming and you feel like quite confident around programming, what else should you be teaching as part of the curriculum in primary? And I think you know, we do a really great job of providing lessons around creating media at primary and data and information at primary. Um, so, so I think those are the, the key things for me. And I guess as well, like, you know, we're, we're, we're providing kind of a model kind of curriculum here. So for anyone in secondary who maybe, you know, hasn't engaged with their primary colleagues, there's a chance here to go and look at what could or should be being learned at primary and vice versa. It's a chance to sort of look across those phases and have this model set of materials that you can refer to. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Is there anything else that you'd like to add in there, Carrie Ann? I just want to thank, you know, every single person who's contributed um, to, to this collection of material. Um, uh, you know, very specific people within my team is Alan, Rebecca, Ben, George, who contributed most of the secondary material. Um, in primary, there's famous Ben, uh, Andy, Sway, uh, and Josh, who have done uh, a majority of the primary. And then we have um, some set of contractors who have helped us um, from the CAS community, uh, from our National Centre community, from the subject matter experts. There's so many um, to go into detail around, but um, you know, their support has been phenomenal. And from people within the Raspberry Pi Foundation, you, James, have contributed in lots of ways around pedagogy, um, you know, thinking about how we can best represent this. From our digital team who have helped us launch this new website that helps teachers navigate this content. Um, for the people who have read through the copy to check that we've spelt things right. Um, uh, just everybody who has contributed to this. Um, it's, you know, it's thanks to that collective effort that we have such a body of work available for teachers and i'm really really excited about it thank you so much carrie Ann. i think you know it's gonna be really exciting to see how people engage with this over the next over the next uh, academic year and start to use this in in the real world and give us feedback give us feedback absolutely yeah, the the feedback feedback. Buttons. Yeah, exactly. i mean as much as you can celebrate the fact that we're done um 
we're not done right because any feedback we get we're going to improve and we're going to iterate and we're going to learn from how these are being used in the classroom and this is going to be hopefully a body of work that's going to continue long into the future cool well, thank you very much for your time i'm now going to go and have a conversation with um some of those colleagues you mentioned the secondary team and find out a bit about what the secondary curriculum looks like so i'm joined now by um, alan ben and rebecca from the secondary content team at the raspberry pi foundation um, who carrie ann mentioned in her introduction who've been working extremely hard on the the content over the last um, 18 months alan for the secondary teachers listening do you want to just give us a quick overview of of the offer that we are presenting to secondary teachers uh, around computing yeah so starting from uh, key stage three all the way through to key stage four you've got a kind of fully resourced well explained bunch of lesson plans um, that cover a whole range of topics not just uh, the programming concepts but things like data science uh, and cyber security as well i think the key stage three ones form a really nice um, basis from the uh, year six things uh, work that they've done previously, um, and then when they get to key stage four, then they've got those you know real GTSE topics um, thoroughly resourced just so they can hopefully do well in uh, in their GCSE qualifications. Um, I think the fact that they're so well resourced and so well explained will be a, a massive benefit to teachers who've been looking for stuff for some time, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a really important point you pull up there about the fact that it is computing it's that sort of whole subject it's not just the computer science aspects or bits of the subjects that new teachers might struggle with particularly it is a really holistic offering um and and you know you've been, you guys have been working on this for um for a long time now what what would you say has been the biggest challenge and i'll open that to anyone that wants to answer uh, alan rebecca ben i think i mean for me the, the biggest challenge has been Obviously, the, the time scale that the team had to do this in, um, and it's you know it was a, it was a challenge to start with looking at the deadline, but then when you throw in a, a something like a pandemic into the mix as well, it throws in an element of uncertainty. So um, I think you know looking at that kind of uncertain few months, um, the, the deadline was the was the bit that was kind of quite difficult to to think about. And I guess balancing that with, you know, we, we know we knew when we set out to do this that we wanted to be producing something which was high quality. And so balancing that time pressure against maintaining quality is a, is a real challenge. Um, and Re Rebecca, you know, how, how about you? You've been working on this for, you know, for a long time now. Um, and one of the long you have the, one of the longest units that we've produced, I think, is that you've got the record for the longest unit? <laughs> uh, yeah. So it took me six months to write a 50 lesson programming unit. Uh, so it's a bit of a roller coaster trying to get through it all and thinking about quality and the deadline and and also well same for everything for all the units really we're under such an immense amount of scrutiny from not just our own team but also the academic board as well and then obviously when we publish this and and it goes out to the public and it's just making sure that it's the best it can possibly be and that you've produced it in the in the time frame that it needs to be. Uh, and, you know, I'm really proud of it. And it, it has been a team effort. Obviously, I've written it, but it's it's been a lot of team effort with feedback and, you know, showing them a bit of code and saying, is this the right way to do it? And is this the best way? And how would you do it? And making sure that every step of the way we've got that scrutiny and we're really making sure that it's the best it possibly can be. So, yeah, definitely the record. It was definitely a long, long, long piece of work, but um, I'm very proud of it. Yeah, I think what's um, been 
a challenge has been working out the differences between how um, our experiences as a you know a classroom teacher with students in front of us and sitting by ourselves or you know as a team working out what would work in a classroom for multiple settings you know we've got to make sure our resources are appropriate for all different types of settings as best we can so I think um, use our experience of thinking this lesson should take about 50 minutes or it might take an hour whereas another uh, knowing that another school or you know with a different um, set of learners in front of them it might take a little bit longer it might take a you know a little bit shorter so making sure that the units are flexible enough to allow the teacher to be able to use them in that way in which are in a way that suits uh, the students in front of them and yeah and that, that's a real challenge you know we are you know the, the team is is very small you know for all the work you've been doing you know you're a secondary team of um three currently that you were four and and you know, we've got lots of other people writing content, but we've had to rely a lot on on feedback and, and sort of support from the, a wider group of people to make sure that we are making these lessons as, as uh, approachable and, and as broad a offering as possible. Um, and what are the things that you're most proud of as, as a team and as an, an individuals? Yeah, I suppose, I suppose my programming unit is the thing I'm most proud of, but also, you know, the team and how well we've worked together because, you know, we were all strangers 18 months ago and, you know, the fact that we all came together and it was like a piece of a puzzle because we all had our own skills that we could bring to the team. And when we when we fit together, we we seem to work so well. I've never worked in a team where we all bring our own qualities and it really just there's like a magic to it. <laughs> so I'm getting a little bit emotional there. Uh, but yeah, it was just crazy how we all just sort of fit together and 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 work together really well. So I guess I was proud of the team, but also, you know, in terms of my work, I'm, proud of my programming unit too and is there anything particular about your programming unit that 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 gives you that sense of pride what what makes it sort of stand out for you I guess um it's something because I, I used to be a teacher a computer science teacher working full-time and there's just absolutely no way I've ed- I would have ever been able to do something this detailed with so many resources so many programming challenges for the learners to have a go at and think so carefully and clearly about the order of how to teach things properly and how to really stretch them but also scaffold them along the way there's just no way that I would ever have had time to do this um, as a full-time teacher to really I mean whoever gets six months to sit and plan it every single day uh, a unit of work so I think the fact that I was able to just put that much effort into it and knowing that you know, hopefully this is going to be something that's going to be really useful for teachers out there, even if it's just um, that they go in and go, they've got already got some good ideas and they just want to magpie a few like activities and things like that. And, you know, just helping those experienced teachers out as well with giving them some uh, new ideas, uh, but also helping out those less experienced teachers and just giving them the whole plan that they can just work through. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of work, but yeah, proud of it. <laughs> Great. And, and and Ben, what's been a sort of a highlight for you? Well, I, I think in terms of if I was talking more about the whole project quite broadly, I'd say that one thing I'm particularly proud of is the fact that although, as referenced by other people, we've had some quite tight deadlines, at no point have we ever thought, we had the mentality of that'll do. So the quality has never been sacrificed by the tight deadline. And I'm really proud about that. No one's thought, you know, let's just put that out the door because we've got a tight deadline. It's We're making, all of us within us have got to make sure that uh, we feel proud of the resources that we've done and made sure they're good quality. Um, 
I think if I was talking about in terms of an individual unit that I was involved with, I'd say that I'm particularly proud of the year seven programming units that Rebecca and I wrote. Um, I think they were the ones that laid the foundation, like the groundwork to any kind of future programming units that we wrote. So at Keith day three and four. Um, but I remember that uh, I remember particularly Rebecca and I sitting in a room uh, in Raspberry Pi headquarters for it, it probably an afternoon. It felt like a day um, when we were staring at a learning graph and uh, but, you know, we spent so long looking at it to make sure we got it right. Um, and I remember Carrie-Ann popping in occasionally to see what we were doing and why we were spending so long in the room. <laughs> um, but she also came in and, you know, throwing her ideas. And that's, I think that sums up what a collaborative process that unit was. I mean, it wasn't just our team, um, but it's also we had a day with colleagues across the NCC consortium um, where we discussed transition between key stage two and three, how that would look, what existing knowledge we'd expect the uh, learners to have when they came to us in year seven, um, what we'd like them to leave year seven with. So I think the unit itself, the resources that you see on the teacher computing curriculum are very much like the end product for a lot of hard work. Um, and I suppose I don't mean that just in terms of graft, but in terms of, you know, the thinking and drawing upon different people's expertise, uh, the research and pedagogy that's out there. So I kind of feel like we got that unit right. And that's why I feel proud of it. Um, obviously, we'll only know uh, if we get it right once we've got feedback from people. So again, we would really love to get feedback about it. Um, but yeah, that's definitely the unit that I think uh, makes me feel really proud of the work that we've done. Excellent. And it's, it's amazing how much sort of work went in the early stages of, of this development process i remember some of those very early conversations about you know our approach to you know differentiation or inclusion and, and all those kind of different things um yeah um so i'm going to ask all three of you um slightly different question which is if you were now back in the classroom and you were preparing for teaching in september um which unit would you be most excited about teaching you know, in the next academic year? Well, when I was thinking about this question, I was, uh, I thought far too much about it. But because we've given so much attention to each one of our units, it feels like this question is asking me to pick between my children. Um, but, but saying that I am, I'm going to do that. Um, it is, it is, Ben, it's asking <laughs> you to pick between your children. Well, my data science child is the one that I'm going to pick. Um, I think that's probably the one I enjoyed writing the most, the year, the year nine data science units. Um, I think primarily it's a it's just a really interesting topic. I enjoyed, you know, um, doing my research for it. Um, and hopefully that's going to be translated as being something that's engaging for the students as well. I, I also think there's nothing really out there at the moment that explores the concepts being covered in that unit, which is uh, which I felt quite excited about. Um, but it also explores some different pathways, maybe that computer science can take you down. It's not just a, a programming thing. It might give uh, open up opportunities for young people where they think, oh, I could do a career in that. That might be a, a job that I can I can use my computer science skills for. And obviously, data science isn't just like the remit of computer science either. It's something that's related to other subjects that they're studying as well, such as geography. We actually wrote that unit in collaboration with Edinburgh University, who are running a, a project called Data Education in Schools. Um, and that's a UK and Scottish government funded project to teach data literacy and data citizenship skills to learners between three and 18 um, in the Edinburgh and uh, surrounding areas. So again, it's it's the fact that, um, again, it's not just us, it's collaboration with the experts out there in the country. So we've built this, this unit, um, not just between ourselves, but we've drawn upon the expertise of, you know, the real industry leaders, I suppose. Um, that sounds really exciting. I'd love to teach that unit um, if I was back in the classroom. Um, Alan, um, what, what are you really proud of and which unit would you 
um, want to be teaching next year? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the code, the 50 lesson Python one is, is an absolutely belting unit. But I mean, aside from that one, because it's had enough kudos uh, already, and it is, it is superb. Um, personally, I really, I remember reading, uh, reviewing the cybersecurity unit and the data science units. Um, and I, I think because of those, you know, you see, you see those kind of topics in exam papers. As an ex-computer science teacher, when you're looking for resources or quality resources that don't just gloss over the topics and give the learners something meaningful, um, I think the amount of research that, that Ben did to put into those units to write them was, was phenomenal. Um, and I really enjoyed look, you know, reading through those and wishing that if I was to be teaching you know, again, they would be ones that I would really, really like to, uh, to be involved with. Um, proud, you know, what I'm proud of, well, you know, I joined this team later than um, Ben and Rebecca. Um, but, you know, as Rebecca said, we none of us knew each other really 18 months ago. Um, just to, you know, echo what Rebecca said there, really, um, it's really nice to work in a team that cares so much about what they do. Um, I don't think I've, I've ever worked with a team that, you know, scrutinise each other so much, you know, so sometimes painfully, painful scrutiny with each, of each other, um, but with the one sole goal of making these resources the very best they can be and making sure they're absolutely technically correct as well. Um, because obviously, you know, we want the, the, the learners and the teachers to be having the best experience possible. But, you know, the, the, the team effort that's gone in, I've seen you know, so many of these documents and read through so many of them to review them. Um, and the amount of, you know, thought process that's gone into them and hard work is, is uh, incredible. So, yeah, really proud of the team for that. Excellent. And um, Rebecca, I was just going to come to you to find out um, which unit you'd be teaching. I mean, I, I kind of know already, I suspect. I think um, my favourite units were the ones George did at the beginning, which was on data representation for Key Stage 3. I remember reading those and being like, wow, I would, I would absolutely love to teach these because just the, all the history that he's gone into and the background and just the way that he's taught it and it's just such an inventive new like different approach as well which you don't well I've never seen it before um so I was just I'd, I'd absolutely love to try teaching those um it was yeah we've got a micro bit unit in year nine and that is just going to be so fun to teach uh like it is it is really really good um so I'd love to do that one too. Super. I mean, so, so I mean, I asked you for one, you've given me three. That's fine. That's cool. No, sorry, that's... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I always over-deliver. Overachiever, Rebecca, overachiever. No, um, no, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been a real pleasure talking to the three of you and hearing a bit more about your work and the team. And, you know, it's clear the amount of pride and effort and energy that's gone into this piece of work. And, you know, I know we're not quite past July yet, but I hope that each and every, every one of you get at least, you know, an hour's break um, before you start your next big thing. Um, you know, I think, you know, take a moment to reflect on on, on what we've achieved um, over, over the past 18 months, because it really is phenomenal. So thank you very much for your time. Um, and we're going to hear from some teachers and hopefully they're going to echo, echo your thoughts. First, I spoke to Dave Cross, a subject lead at an inner city academy teaching computing at Key Stage 3 and 4. So initially, we looking through the resources, we can see that they are quite off the shelf and, and readily available. So we've only looked at common teaching and learning tasks, so including the likes of do now tasks and things for retrieval practice and consolidation and maybe some 
um, extra lessons at the end of a unit to allow for misconceptions. Uh, but what we're going to do is as soon as we get to know the, the context and the feeling of our class, we'll, we'll just change and tweak the like individual resources and activities for, for their context. Um, I think is it the, the variety of activities. So um, struggling against other subjects in the school, only having one hour per week and, and making sure that we've got um, ample opportunity to engage with the students. Um, I think because the content's quite off the shelf and readily available, but it's not like a, a strict diet. So there's, there's ample room for, for changing content within the unit itself and individual lessons um, and being able to adapt it to the context of the students. Um, I think it was quite beneficial that you know someone else has done all of the workload already um, they're obviously going to be well used, so it's it's good that we can just take them and adapt them for our own purposes and, and run with it almost straight away. Next, we travel to York to hear from Pete Dring, a head of computing at a mixed 11 to 18 comprehensive in the city there. Um, the NCC units were a big lifesaver for us during lockdown. We relied a lot on the cybersecurity units. We trialled those with Year 7s and Year 8s, and the feedback was great from teachers um, and parents and students. Um, so we want to build on that. This year, um, it's all changed for us at Key Stage 3. So we were moving from um, the current two-year Key Stage 3 um, to in September, we're moving to three-year Key Stage 3. So we're having to, to reorganise and rewrite all of the units. Uh, and because of the quality of the, the units that are out there from the, the NCC, it's an ideal time to just embrace them, run with all of them um, and adapt them as we go. Um, the starting point for us is always about the learning objectives. Um, and then that comes back to the end point with assessment. Um, so uh, I really liked how the the lesson plans and the, the learning graphs uh, were all mapped out so you could see the journey. Um, assessment and differentiation is the hardest nut to crack, I think, at Key Stage 3 computing. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll need to adapt the resources for um, different learning um, different learning abilities, but I liked the way that there was definite progression in the learning graphs and you can see how all of the activities map through to the learning objectives. I think it's demanding and I think there's a huge amount of content. Um, it's going to be a challenge to, um, to see how it all fits um, into the number of lessons that are available, um, especially with additional pressures this year um, for rooming. Not all um, um, Key Stage 3 lessons are going to be in computer rooms. Um, but the resources are easy enough to adapt to work in an unplugged setting. So we just think it will work really nicely. There's a couple of skills that we have um, wanted to build on in our old Key Stage 3, um, some skills that other departments have said, you know, why aren't you teaching this anymore? So we wanted to um, make sure that the three strands of digital literacy and IT and computer science were, were given equal weighting and um, the students got a fully rounded, useful um, set of skills to move them forwards. Next, I spoke to Heather Beecham, Head of Computing from a Mixed Comprehensive Secondary School in Salford, where they offer computing at Key Stage 3 and Key Stage 4, as well as Creative Eye Media. So for me, the NCCE content really appealed because the intent of it was so clear cut. As soon as I started looking at it, it was really clear that it was backwards planned from GCSE computer science, which was a really, really important thing for me because with us being at that point where we were launching GCSE computer science, I really wanted a robust key stage three that was going to give us that outstanding achievement in, in years to come as our, our key stage three students move up through the year groups. Um, and from looking through the resources, I could see that I was able to be confident that students were actually going to be able to get what they needed from it. 
Also key for me was the signposted CPD that helped us to address any small knowledge gaps that, that we had in advance through the Computer Science Accelerator course and through the online CPD that was being offered, during, particularly during lockdown where it was, it was really easy for us to access it. Um, the resources themselves are some of the best I've seen and I've been teaching for 16 years and, and they're so comprehensive. The plans, the PowerPoints, the worksheets, the homework, the assessments, the learning graphs, map, mapping the objectives throughout the units, everything's there for me and and, and it's free as well, which is incredible. Um, topping that with Carol's work to support us along the transition just made it a really, really easy choice. It's the first first time in quite a long time that I felt really, really supported to, to develop my curriculum. Um, I just think really that anyone that's thinking about should I should I contact the NCCA should I get involved should I see if I'm entitled to any support I can't recommend it enough you know it's really been like a breath of fresh air this year um, to, to have the support from Carol which has been invaluable I can't praise her enough and um, to have to have the access to this content um, has, has really really made a huge difference um, to to the way we're, we're going to be working moving forward so I cannot recommend it enough really for people to just get have a look at it get involved take the time because it is really worth the time and finally let's hear from Henna Shah a curriculum progress leader from a large secondary school in Halifax who's using the Teach Computing curriculum to reintroduce Key Stage 3 computing at her school. So um, I've had a very, I've had a thorough look at all the, the materials provided um, and because it was a blank canvas um, and really we, we were being quite selective as to which units we want to cover, um, what skills set we want to cover. So I kind of followed the, the national curriculum and had a look at all the different start strands. And what was important to me was the students were getting a flavour of not just the computer science part, but a bit of IT, a bit of the digital, digital literacy. So we've ensured over the three-year model um, that they're covering all those different strands and also meeting the national curriculum strands levels. Well, they're not levels anymore, but um, and obviously meeting each one of them. So I think it was quite easy to follow and teach computing, the way the units were set out, what they were offering, what skill set and, and um, sorry, national curriculum levels they were covering. So we basically took it off the shelf. Um, and I think we've used, we're using all the units suggested on, on, the, on the website. I think the order is what I've had to take into consideration. What do we want to start off with first during term one? And what do we want them to progress onto during the academic year? And, you know, what do we want to focus in year seven and eight and, and then nine? What I have done for the year nine units is we have actually taken some key stage four. So, yes, I think it's year 10 um, units. And we've put that at the latter part of the academic year. Um, just so students get a flavour of what's to come possibly in year in their key stage four. So there we have it. The Teach Computing Curriculum, a comprehensive set of resources that cover all aspects of computing from key stage one all the way through to key stage four. We've heard from the team that created the content. We've also heard from the teachers that will be using the content next year. And it would be great if you could let share your experience of the curriculum by leaving us a voice message at ncce.io forward slash voicemail. I'd like to thank our guests on this month's podcast episode and you for listening. And I hope you'll join us for future episodes of the Teach Computing Podcasts.